Uh, welcome you on in. Let's give them a big round of applause, all of our online viewers. Uh, we're so glad that you've joined us this morning. And uh, all of us that are here in person, doesn't it feel good to be in the house of the Lord today? And man, listen to that worshiping. I'm so grateful for our the worship team. They put so much effort in every Sunday, and uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. We thank you guys for leading us into the presence of God. And what about Cindy this morning, what she shared? How amazing was that? Amazing. Thank God for what he's doing in our midst. There's miracles going on all the time. How many know that? It's happening all the time. Paul and Jackie had their baby last week, and uh, so that's exciting. I'm sure they're watching as a family online this morning, And uh, but it's always good to see what God's doing uh, in our midst. Couple quick announcements before we jump in the word. The first thing is this. This Wednesday, turn to your neighbor and say Wednesday. Wednesday. This Wednesday, we have the first Wednesday in March. We're kicking off first Wednesdays again, and we're bringing Victor Danridge, one of our fa- one of our favorites here. He's going to be here speaking. Uh, he's he's an amazing speaker. He's gone through a very and how many know when you're going through a hard time, sometimes God gives you a little bit of grace uh, that, 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 that's kind of like unbelievable. And that's what's going on with Pastor Victor at this point in his life. He's going to be coming. I'm telling you what, this is a service you don't want to miss. And I know that he's coming. Victor is going to bring a message. It's going to be encouraging to us. But I think we can be an encouragement to him at the same time. And uh, so I'm, I really hope that you can make it a priority to be out with us this Wednesday night, first Wednesday in March uh, at 7 p.m. Also launching right here at the beginning of March, and we're going to talk about this later on this morning, but we're going to be launching some e-groups. What are e-groups? E-groups are small group gatherings that happen uh, all around Orange County, even some in Los Angeles County, and uh, they're going to be, we're going to be launching them here through March through May. There are spring hub groups, spring small groups, and uh, this is something you want to get involved in. We want everyone to be a part of a community, amen? And there's plenty of community going on here at Elevate Ministries. The last announcement is coming up on March 4th. 14th. That's just a couple weeks away. Uh, we're going to have a baptism Sunday that's going to be taking place. I've talked to several people that have not been baptized since they've given their life to Christ, and I'm looking forward to seeing them make that decision. It's always a celebration, baptism Sunday. So if you're here this morning and you have not been publicly baptized since you've given your life to Christ, it's a great opportunity coming right up just in a couple weeks uh, to join with some others that are going to be getting baptized. It's going to be a tremendous time, and uh, so you want to you let us know. Uh, if, if that's you, you can come talk to me, and I'll get you in touch with the right person to get you dialed in for that. Amen. We're, we're, we're ending our series today that we've been in throughout the month of February called Locked In, and I know that many of you, when, when we start this series, you're thinking to yourself, Locked In? Are you serious? We've been locked Locked in for 10 months, and now we're going to have a series at church called Locked In, and, and uh, really what, we, what we're saying is, is, is in the lock-ins, Satan has locked us out of certain things. And so what we made the decision that as a church, we were going to become locked in and laser focused on the things that Satan's tried to keep us out of. And so we've, we, we've, we, every week we've had a, we've had a tremendous time together. Uh, week one, if you remember the message, we talked about how when we connect to God, we lock in on connections, that, that God connects, we, we make a connection with God, he connects us to others, and, and connects us to his spirit, and then, and then we get connected to our future. We've been talking about that on Wednesday nights. Pastor Carl has been, has been kind of showing that principle all throughout the book of Acts. It's been a tremendous time. Week two, Carrie spoke. And I just want to just go ahead and tell you right now, if you weren't here week two of this series, you need to go on YouTube and you need to dial in that message. It was a, it was a, 
fantastic message that Carrie brought and uh, encourage you to listen to it. But what stuck out to me in that message is she said that we're, we're growing as we're going, that, that we're locking in, that even though times might be tough and we might be going through some hardship, we're going to grow through it. We're not going to just go through it. We're going to grow through it. And sometimes God takes us through seasons of bitterness to get us to the springs, to get us to the palm trees, to get us to that rest that we, that we desire. And last week I spoke and the message I entitled Chips sparks and student drivers and I thought it was a really random uh, title that no one would be able to figure out and uh, Carrie if you know last week she was at the Fullerton campus and she was speaking there so so we were driving in the car afterwards and and she said so hey how'd it go today and I said oh it was good it was good service and she said well what did you speak and I said I smiled and I said I, I, I spoke on ships sparks and student drivers so she sat there for about 30 seconds and she's she, she proceeded to tell me exactly what I spoke. I'm, I'm not kidding you. So the ships were, was fellowship, wasn't it? It was fellowship. I said, yeah, it was fellowship. The sparks, iron sharpens iron, let the sparks fly. And we said that simultaneously. And then student, she just nailed all three points, which, which I was like, seriously, am I that predictable? That's, that's so lame. I can't believe, I can't believe that. But, but uh, we just had a great time last week. Today, we're going we're gonna to finish this series. And, and what I want to do is I want to start off with a, with a portion of scripture from Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes is written uh, by King Solomon. Solomon uh, was, was given wisdom, granted wisdom by God. It's what he wanted more than anything else. And he's known as one of the wisest men to ever live. And he wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12, he says this. He says, two are better than one. Let me hear all the married people say, oh yeah. Two are better than one. And here's the truth. All of you, oh yeah, kids, bye. Have a good time. <laughs> two are better than one. We'll let them leave. Love you guys. All right, two are better than one. And so I'll just stop and say this. You are smart to be here this morning and not sit at home by yourself because you're surrounded by a bunch of other ones, okay? So, so two are better, better than one because they have good reward for their labor. So if they fall, one will lift up his companion. I don't know how many times I've experienced that, where I've gone through a hard time and I've fallen down and I'm able to, like Cindy was talking about this morning, come to church and you feel encouraged and uplifted. There's something about being around each other. One can lift up his companion, but woe to him who's alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep each other warm. Let me hear the married couple say amen. This, this portion of scripture is only for married couples. I want you to know this. This isn't like, this isn't an okay uh, for young people to go lie down together. That's not what Solomon is saying. This is only for married people, okay? If two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And so, and then, and then Solomon makes the statement. He says this. He says, a three-folded cord, three folded cord is not easily broken. So the message title that I have for you today is, are you hanging by a thread? You know, in, 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 in 2020, there was a lot of shaking going on. Can anybody say amen? There was just tons of stuff going on. And even now, as we enter into the beginning of 2021, so many people are experiencing the fallout of all that transpired, what we've been going through all this time, this, this Satan's attempt to lock people down and lock people into addiction and anxiety, depression, hopelessness, lock people out of relationship with each other, with other people. And this, this has caused people, as a result, to fall out of relationship with God. 
People stopped going to church. People stopped, stopped having time with God. And, and so many people today that were once strong believers are now hanging by a thread. How many have seen that? So it's my job as a pastor to try to see what's going on in our world. My, my job is to try, to, try to, to, to understand what's going on so that we can help people through it. And, and so I've done a lot of thinking and pondering over this last year, a lot of, a lot of concentrating and thinking about what, what's, what's really going on. Now, I didn't do a whole lot of thinking and pondering as a young person, so I have to make up for it now. But my job is to try to observe what's going on in our culture and allow the Holy Spirit to speak into to the, to the situation as it relates to us. That's my job. And so oftentimes, what I've noticed is when we feel like we're hanging by a thread, when we feel like, 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 man, I don't know if I can take anymore, what happens, the reason we get in those situations oftentimes is because we've neglected something basic. We've, we've neglected, like, like if you don't have the basics down, if your foundation isn't, isn't strong, what will happen is when things are shaken, your stability will be shaken. You won't feel like you're on strong footing. And so today what I wanna do is I just wanna, I just wanna share some very basic truths that we can lock in on. I'm not trying to throw down some like crazy revelation today. What I wanna do is I just want you to lock in on some things that aren't so complicated and aren't so hard to understand because sometimes we make stuff complicated and it's actually very simple. It's actually very simple. So today what I wanna do is I wanna share a simple word on this three-folded cord. And, and here's Solomon in our text. And what's interesting, in our text, Solomon is really talking about the power of two. He's not talking about three. He's talking about two. If, if, if one falls down, someone's there to pick him up. If, 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 if one's lying in bed alone, he's cold. If two are there, it's warm. If one goes to fight, good luck. If he's got somebody to back him up, he's better off, all right? So he's talking about the power of two. But then all of a sudden, it's almost like he switches gears, right? And Solomon says, but a three folded cord is not easily broken. A three-stranded cord. So what today, today what I want to do is I want to talk about those three strands because what Solomon did, just kind of inserted there, is he inserted the God thread. He inserted the God thread. And so what I want to do is I want to, I, want to, I want to talk about these three strands. And here's the truth. If you'll lock in on them, if you'll lock in on them, I, I'll tell you what will happen. It'll keep you strong. How many want to be stable? How many want to not be easily broken? That's what Solomon says. A three-folded, a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. I don't know about you. I don't want to be broken. I don't, I don't want to be disabled. And so, and so what it, today, I, I believe that if you'll lock in on these three strands, it'll help you get through the hard times. It'll help you get through, and every one of us are, get through times in our lives. How many have ever felt like you're hanging by a thread? All of us have, right? All of us have gone through seasons, we've gone through times where it just kind of feels like, like we're, we're hanging by a thread. And so today, what I want you to do is I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna be real aggressive. Like, I know some of you are used to my aggressive preaching and can't catch a breath and spitting all over the place. I'm not gonna try to do that today. I'm not gonna try to preach some real aggressive, you know, yelling, screaming sermon. That's not what I wanna do. What I wanna do is I want you to lean in on the words that I'm gonna speak all right, but I also want you to lay back and allow God to speak to you. Because I believe God ministers to the heart. Does anybody believe that besides me or is it me all by myself? All right. I believe God wants to minister to our hearts and sometimes we get locked into a way of thinking. 
We lock in and we tell ourselves, oh, I don't need that. That's not true for me. He doesn't understand what I'm going, maybe that's for somebody else. And we get locked into a way of thinking. The Bible talks about that being a pattern. It's a pattern. And what God wants to do is he wants to transform you. How does he do that? He does that by renewing your mind. And so sometimes you'll hear something preached and you're like, uh-uh, that's not for me. But I'm, I'm challenging you to say, you know what? Allow God to minister to your heart. Because sometimes when God does something in your heart, it changes your mind. It changes the way that you think, all right? And so this morning, I wanna talk about the first thread in the chord that Solomon was talking about, and it's vitally important. It's the most important chord. You gotta have it. It's the, it's the strand. It's the connection we have with God. It's our connection to God. Paul wrote in, in Philippians chapter three, he says that I may know him. Somebody say know him. I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings and being conformed to his death. So you gotta understand, the person that's writing this is a guy by the name of the Apostle Paul. Now the Apostle Paul was, was a guy that knew, he knew the law, he knew the word. Like literally, Paul, he could probably, and actually, most definitely, Paul could recite the first five books of the Bible by word, word for word. This guy knew, he was, he was trained in scripture. He was trained in the law. He knew it so much that he could beat people over the head with the law. He, he, he held it to a T. And before he had a real encounter with God, he actually, because he believed the law and took it so literally, he actually would kill Christians. He actually killed believers and used the law as the excuse. This is the guy we're talking about. But here now, Paul, he's at the end of his life. He's had an encounter with God, and he, now he's writing lessons to the early church. He's talking to, to, to us, and he's saying this. He's saying, you can know the word and not know God. That's what he's saying. He says, you can know about God, but not really know God at all. And, and, and what Paul's asking us, he's asking us this question, do you know God? Do you know him? And so here's the first thing I wanna say. I'm pumped you're here today. I'm so stoked that you made it to church today and that you're listening to me. But our goal at Elevate is not that you listen to me, our goal is that you listen to God, that you have a relationship with God because God wants to speak to you. Come on somebody, hear me today. God wants to speak to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. The same God that speaks to me wants to speak to you. The same God that speaks to, to Pastor Carl is the same God that wants to speak to you and that's why we, we encourage you all the time to set aside time in your daily life, a time, a place, and a plan that you're setting aside to be with God, to get in his word and begin to understand who he is. You see, many people, they know the word, they just don't know God. They know, they know what the word says. They grew up learning about scripture, but, but they don't know God, and so they make terrible decisions. They say dumb things, and they even use the Bible to back it up. So that's why God had to send Jesus. That's why Jesus had to come because God's looking at the earth and he's like, I gave you the law, I gave you all of these things to do and, and, and you're messing it all up. You're, you're screwing everything up, this is not what I wanted. You're, you're, you're using my words and, 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 but without the nature. And so, so God sends Jesus and, and Jesus comes. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came to reveal God's heart to reveal the heart of the Father. In John chapter eight, there's a story about the woman who's caught in adultery, and we see this. Because what happens is this, this woman, by, according to the law, she's supposed to be put to death. 
And so these, these men, these religious leaders who knew the law, they dragged this woman before Jesus and they said to Jesus, in the law, it commands us that this woman should be stoned. What do you say? Now, now, if Jesus came to reveal the law, he'd say, well, go ahead and stone her. But that's not why he came. He came to reveal the heart of the Father. And so there Jesus stoops down to the ground. He begins to write in the dirt. And I don't know exactly what he wrote or what he did in that moment. All I know is what he said next. He looked at the accusers and says, any of you that has no sin, you be the first one to cast, cast the stone. And, and the Bible tells us that all of these, all of these accusers, they dropped their stones and they left. And, and all that's left in this scene is this devastated woman and Jesus. And Jesus says, he says to a woman, where are the, those accusers of yours? And hasn't anyone condemned you? And she said, there's no one here. It's just you. And Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. This is the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father. It's one thing to know what the Word says. It's one thing to know what the law says. It's entirely different to know God. Are you here today? Are you here today? So sadly, what's happened is, is we've seen a whole lot of fallout and We've seen a lot of collateral damage in the lives of people. It's happened as a result of what's going on in our world. And, and we've seen a lot of fallout in the church because we've got a lot of people who know the word. They just don't know the spirit and they don't have the, the heart of the father. And God, what I want you to grab today is God wants you to know him. He wants you to know him. That's why it's so important you're setting aside time to pray every day, and you're, and you're like, like, man, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't come to church, I can't be here every day, and here's the thing, do you know that you can pray anywhere? At any time, that, that you don't have to wait for Bryn and the team to get up here and strike up the band, and for them to turn on the lights, and to dim, and to dim all the, all, you know, kind of make, set the mood for you to have a worship service. I'm, I'm so blessed that Cindy shared today that she's, there she is in the living room of her home on her knees, hands lifted, kids screaming, probably wanting fed, and she's like, later with you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna worship with God. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna spend some time with God. You can do that. You, you can have that. You can spend time with the Lord every day. And I'm challenging you that the God strand is so important in your life. So make that time to create that pattern, that connection with God. I don't know how you survive without a connection with God. I don't know how you survive without the God strand in your life. How do you live through 2020 without God? How, how do you do it? How do you go through times of complete, utter chaos, the storms that we all face? How do you get through it if you don't have a connection with God? In Philippians, Paul says, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. In other words, I know, how, I know how to live when times are rough, and I know how to live when times are okay. I know how to live in 2019, and I know how to live in 2020. That, that's, what, that's what Paul's saying right there. In other words, it doesn't matter what's going on. Paul's saying, I've learned how to be content, and it doesn't matter how. How has he learned to do that? Because he knows God. He's saying regardless, he started off, we read it earlier today, Oh, that you might, oh, that you would know him. 
And then he goes later on and says, he says, I can, I can, I can face anything. I can go through any, any season, any trial, any storm, because I've got a connection with God. If you want to be unbreakable, you've got to have the God strand in your life. Come on, somebody. The reason you're standing right now is because of a God strand. If you're striving, right, if, you're, if you're thriving right now, the reason is, is because you have, a, you have a relationship with God and there's a connection in your life. And it doesn't matter what's going on. You can survive it. Come on. Are you here today? Amen. And so we're going to encourage you here at Elevate Ministries to have your own personal relationship with God so you can come to church and you can be inspired, all right? You can come to church and be strengthened and encouraged, but you got to go home and live it and have your own relationship, and God wants to speak to you. you got to have the God strand, connection to God. Number two, the second strand in this, in this three-stranded cord is a connection to you. It's a connection to you. The second part is you. You're the second part of the equation. Did you know that? It's yourself. You can't find yourself until you first connect to God. You can try, but you'll never know who you are until God reveals it to you. God is the one who shows us who we are. And so when we connect to God, we can, we can connect to ourselves. The truth is most of us, we came to God, we gave our lives to the Lord, a lot of us had a lot of unlearning to do. Right? Are you guys with me today or what's going on? Are you guys all right? Huh? We had a lot of unlearning to do. A lot of us did. Many of us, we've lived, we've lived our entire lives and we've, been, we've had labels just kind of placed on us. Kind of like those Elevate stickers they give you when you walk in. How many of you wore a shirt and you, and you tried to peel that off after you watched it? Very difficult. Sometimes those labels, they stick, don't they? Huh? They just kind of stick. They're, they're hard to get rid of. And many of us, in our lives, we have been told over and over and over who we were. Before we came to Christ, everybody, everybody around us is, is tossing labels. And have you noticed how terrible the world is at labeling people? I mean, this world is terrible, all right? They try to toss people into categories. They try to categorize people based on their upbringing or their appearance or how much money they have or what kind of personality they have or even their ethnicity. I mean, how, how retarded is that by their age? But I'm gonna tell you right now, God is the only one that can tell you who we are. He's the only one that can identify us. And so maybe, maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're intimidated based on things that people have said to you and people have, people have tried to label you, maybe, maybe your parents or your siblings or, or, or your friends or a, a, or a teacher or even the, the, the government that would try to say that, 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 that you are who you are and because of your skin color. Let me tell you something, how, what a shame that is. What a shame that is for someone to try to tell you that who you are is skin deep. I'm gonna tell you something, God created you much deeper than that. Come on, are you with me today? Let God tell you who you really are. So when you come to Elevate Ministries, we're not trying to get you to conform into the image of Adam and Carrie. Did you know that? I mean, we're cool. I understand, like I get it, I, I, we're all right. But here's the truth, we've got ourselves covered. There's already an Adam and Carrie, there's already a Brennan and Cindy. There's already a Pastor Carl and, and Sister Bonnie. There's a Danny and Zeo, all right? There's a Helen. We already, got, we already got a Helen in the house, all right? We, there's a Jordan and a Gina. Thank God for that, all right? There's, there's all of these. God's already, but who are you? We've got us covered. Who are you? You, you know what we didn't have until you showed up? We didn't have you. 
We didn't have you. You know what I hate is when everybody tries to be the same. I, re I remember, I remember, you know, growing up, I grew up in this church and, and my dad's a super cool guy, all right? I, I get it. Like my dad is super fly, like everything, he, what he wears. I mean, he's just on the, on the he's just trendy. Like he, he, he's just, he's that guy. And I remember, you know, people that admired my dad so much. We had all these little Pastor Carl's wa walking around. So my dad, he wore those like pleated dockers. You guys remember those pants, the pleated dockers and uh, big pleats. So they kind of ballooned out a little bit. Everybody's wearing those. It's so weird to see a guy that was, used to be a cholo in pleated dockers on a Sunday. All right, but that's, that's kind of what, what's going on. There was, there was all, all these people just trying to be like a little Pastor Carl clone, like wearing what he wears, button-ups, trying to talk like him. And I remember, I remember sitting there thinking, man, newsflash, we already got a Pastor Carl. We already got one. I don't need another dad. I mean, you don't need to try to do that. We, we, we need you. We, we need you. Sometimes we can come into church and we think we have to conform to, to something that we're seeing on the stage or we're trying to conform like to be like somebody else. And, and so as cool as Bryn is, I mean, he's a cool guy. None of us can dress like him, all right? We can't do it. We all would like to. All right, we see it in his European style, skinny jeans, deep, deep neck shirts, you know, all of that European stuff. I mean, it's as cool as it looks on him, you just can't do it. I can't pull it off. I remember we were in Germany. We we're at this store, Bryn's favorite store, because he loves European clothes. And so we're in Germany. He's like, this is heaven. I got to take you to my favorite store. And we went to this store, and he's like, dude, this would look amazing on you. And it's one of those shirts that you're like, dude, there's nobody that can wear that but you. You're tall and lanky. I'm, sh I'm sh much shorter than you and actually kind of stocky. And, and so I remember trying to squeeze into this thing. And I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, he's like, dude, it looks amazing on you. I'm, I'm not wearing that. If you like it, you buy it and he did and he still wears it to this day all right hey I mean, listen you don't need to be like anybody else God's called you to be yourself he's called you to be yourself the only thing you need to know about when you're purchasing clothing the only this is the only rule that needs that needs to be needs to exist dress for the body you have not the body you want that's the only thing that matters all right at this church all right if we all just did that we'd be fine all right so the world would try to tell you who you are and what you need to look like and what you need to buy and what labels you need to wear. And, and they'll try to tell you the diversity is about the color of your skin or the language you speak or where you're from. This is all shallow and offensive. It's just, it's just offensive. You're not who your skin says you are. You are who God says you are. There is an inner you. There's a heart in you. There's character in you. In you. There's a diverse personality that we've been missing. And so the question I have for you is, who are you? Who are you? Ask the Lord to show you this morning. It's, it's, it's an important piece of the puzzle that allows you to be unbroken is for you to understand who you are. You know, the only time the Bible talks about conforming, it's to be conforming to the image of Christ. It's the only time we're to conform. And so here's the, here's the truth. We're all united in this, that we're all trying to be the best version of Jesus within ourselves. We're, we're conforming into his image. We're working toward being what the word says Jesus is. Are you with me? But, but, but at the same time, while we're striving for that, we should all be different. We should all be, where would we be without Pete Magalanes? 
Thank God for Pete Magalanes. I, I don't know if I want another one, but, but I love Pete. His attitude, right? His heart. How many love Pete Magalanes? I mean, I mean, thank God for him. What about, I'm, I'm grateful we have an Eloisa Menchaca. Aren't you grateful for Eloisa? Like, she's amazing. Her heart for people, her, her care. Like, like I, what would we do without that unique gifting that she brings to the body, where would we be without the enthusiasm of Jordan? Where would we be? I mean, I'm so grateful for that. I, I love coming and being around people that are happy and, and positive and are upbeat and they're slapping you and how you doing? I love, I love being, a, being, being around people like that. Where would we be without the faithfulness of Travis Van Vuren? Come on, every, every, every 8.30 service, every 10 o'clock service, there's Travis and he's running our sound and he's making sure our, our team is dialed in. Where would we be without, without the hospitality giftings that God's placed with different people in this room, like a Johnny and a Jen or, or, or an IJ and a Nemi, these, these amazing giftings. What, where would we be without, you know, Mark and Eileen, they, they, they celebrated 25 years of marriage and they're not here today. They're, 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 they're somewhere, uh, you know, having a good time. Uh, but, but, but where, they're party animals. These guys show up on Sundays, they haven't even slept. They stayed up all night long. Can you imagine, can you imagine if everybody was like that? We'd never get anything done if everybody was a party. We need all kinds, right? Don't we need it? We need all kinds, we need party animals. And you're like, well, I'm not a party animal, but I'm a, I'm a sensitive, artistic feeler. We need you. Write a worship song, all right? I mean, start to picture how things could, could, could look and, and, and you can feel intensely all you want. We welcome that into the body. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're a thinker. We need thinkers. We need people that think and, and execute and, and do. We need people like that. We also need chill people. You're like, I'm just, I'm just a chill person. I'm just chill. We need you. You have no drive in life, but you'll go anywhere we wanna go, which is awesome. We need people like that. <laughs> the truth is, is we don't have another you. God created all of us, and here's the truth, we definitely don't need another Pastor Adam. One Adam is enough, all right? We have enough offended people walking around, one Adam is enough, and so here's the truth about me, I tried so hard for so long to put myself into a mold of what I thought, everyone thought, a senior pastor should be. And so I tried to figure out who I was by listening to myself talk about what I thought other people thought, which is pretty confusing if you think about it. And so God, I, I, God had to begin to get a hold of me and say, Adam, I created you uniquely. You, you're not your dad. You're, 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 you're different. You have a unique personality. And over time, as God began to, to, as I encountered God, and he began to download inside of me who I was, all of a sudden, I became at peace with myself. And I'm sure sometimes my wife and parents wish I was less at peace with myself. Because sometimes I don't really care what I say, who I offend, what I'm wearing, what I'm doing. But, but for so long, I struggled trying to somehow like put myself into this, into this ball or into this cookie cutter of what other people thought I should be. And God had to get a hold of me and say, Adam, I like you. I, I created you like that. And God loves it when we're at peace with ourselves. He loves it when we know who we are. He loves it when I'm not insecure. Are you with me 
did that. He, he, he loves it. He loves it when I can go into a room and not be a chameleon and not just try to, you know, get the temperature of the room and, and kind of make sure everybody's okay and, you know, just kind of fit in with everybody else. God loves it when I can walk into a room and hold on to my own personal views and not change them because they're controversial or, or not widely accepted. He loves it when I stand my ground because I have a, I have, I have a, a conviction deep inside, even if that means I'm standing alone. God loves it. And so today, the confidence that you see in my life, a lot of times it's misconstrued. And people will, will say, well, he's cocky or stuck up or conceited. And if you've said that about me, you're wrong. Just saying it straight out. The confidence is because I know who I am because I've encountered God and God showed me. And so I can walk in confidence and, and, and I'm connected to God. And because I'm connected to God, because the God strand is present in my life, I can also connect to the person God has for me to be. Somebody say amen. amen. Psalm 18, 19, one of my favorite scriptures. It's easy to remember. Psalm 18, 19 says, he brought me out into a spacious place and he rescued me because he delighted in me. Do you know God delights in you? He, he loves you so much. And I know that a lot of times we get stuck on the fact that we're on this narrow path. And it seems a little scary, like, oh man, I, got, I can't make any mistakes, I'm on this narrow path. But, but he brought us, the Bible says, he brought us into a spacious, spacious place. So while we're on a, a, a narrow path, we serve a spacious God. Who, we've, we've been given liberty to become who God says we are and to do the things God's called us to do. And it may never have been done before. And it may be way outside the box, but that's okay because God's connecting you to who you really are. Give yourselves a big round of applause. You can see this lived out in the New Testament. Jesus, one of Jesus' disciples is a guy by the name of Simon. Simon means shaky, shifty. And he was named that by his parents. And I don't know why you'd name your kid that, but they did. And, and, and so Simon actually became what he was labeled. He became kind of a flaky person. Wherever the wind blew, that's kind of where Simon ended up. And, and, and Simon ends up having an encounter with Jesus and Jesus begins to show him who he truly was. So up until this point in his life, he's lived a life where he's been shaky, he's reckless, he's over-emotional. And Jesus looks at Simon and says, Simon, you are Peter. You are rock, isn't that what he says? You are stable, you are steady. And from that moment on, you can see a difference in Peter's life all the way up till he died, giving his, giving his life for his faith. I mean, here's a guy that was able to stand strong, didn't waver, wasn't tossed around. He actually became what God said. He became what Jesus said he was. He became immovable. He became steady, all because he allowed God to identify him and tell him who he truly was. So don't allow the world to mislabel you. Come to the Lord, somebody. Come to the Lord. When you come to the Lord, not only will God show you who you are, he'll show you who you're not. That's amazing, you know why? Because you won't feel like you have to perform anymore. You won't feel like you have to, so, to show up and perform and pretend and be perfect. There's plenty of churches filled with tons of great pretenders. That's not what we wanna be. That's not what we wanna be here at Elevate Ministries because God is not interested in you looking right. He's interested in you being right. That's why we say around here, it's okay to not be okay. At this church, at Elevate Ministries, it's okay not to be okay, because we're all on the road to be, being okay, amen. 
And so the first strand is our connection to God. The second strand is our connection to each other, to, to ourselves. And lastly, the third connection, the third strand is our connection to others. Somebody say others, others. You can connect to God and God can show you who you are. These are both very important. Two strands, very, very important. But then if you don't connect with people, what will happen is you'll be weird. That's what happens. People that are just like, just me and God, just me and God, those people are super weird people. Have you ever noticed that? Come on, is anybody like that? Have you ever noticed somebody like that? They're just, uh, they're so super spiritual. You can't have a conversation with them. They're everything spiritual, verily, thee, thy, thou. That's how they talk. You're just like, they're, they're just strange people. The reason is, is because they haven't learned to connect with others. So we connect to God, God reveals who we are, and then he brings us into a community and so have relationship with others. The story about Moses. Moses is, is God's chosen, chosen man to be a deliverer for the children of Israel. They, they move into the, they move into the out, out, of, out of bondage, and God has an encounter with Moses up on the mountain. If you've been reading in the Bible reading plan, you remember this story. So Moses gets up on the mountain, and he's, he's in the glory, he's in the presence of God. He's having this great relationship with God. I think all of us have gone through times like that, where we're, where we're meeting with God, and God's just, He's just, his glory is just surrounding us and all about that. So Moses has this great encounter and then he, the Bible says he comes back down the mountain and the people are like shielding their eyes because the Bible says that Moses is glowing. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Like, if that ever happened, I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't think I would try to, I, I think I'd, I'd let that sit for a little while. You know, like, it would be amazing to stand up here glowing, preaching to you guys, and you guys are like, oh, I can't, can't look at the pastor, he's so glowing with the presence of God. I mean. But, but, but Moses, Moses is, is just glowing. He's walking in the community of people and people can't be near him. Like he's, he's got the glory of God on him so much that people can't stand to be around him. And so God basically tells Moses, Moses, you're scaring people. You're, you need to veil yourself, Moses. You're freaking people out. And so God understood, hey, look, it can't just be about the, the glowing relationship we have. You're, you're gonna have to also be able to have relationship with other people. So we're not gonna allow our relationship with God to stop us from having a relationship with other people because that's, a, that's the third strand. We, we've got to connect with others. You need other people. You need other people. In the beginning when God created Adam, there was connection between God and man. They'd walk together, enjoy each other in the cool of the day. But God looked down and said, it is not good for man to be alone. Why? We were, we were created for, for, for community with other people. We need that. Other people sharpen you. Let the sparks fly. Come on, isn't that what we said last week? We're gonna let the sparks fly. And, and you'll see that being in a community with, of people, you'll begin to even discover deeper the call of God on your life. You'll discover more about yourself in the context of relationship with others. I've discovered who I am and who God intended me to be in community. In community. I wanna share a few of those stories, is that okay? I'll let the worship team come up, I'm almost done. I remember, I grew up, I was, I, my, my dad was the pastor of this church, so I grew up, he started this church when I was 12 years old. Moved from Kingman, Arizona to Southern California, which is total culture shock, big time. And I felt this need to fit in so bad. And so while my parents were starting the church, I knew I, I, was, I was expected to be one way at church, 
But, but in order to fit in, I had to, be, I, had to, I had to be something else outside of church. And so I kind of created this, this double life. And there's a lot of people that do it. Maybe some, of, some people even in this room, you've done that. You're one way, you're, you're, you just kind of shift on, based on where, where your surroundings are. And I had gotten my, myself to the point where I wasn't really living for God at all. And maybe at church nobody would notice that, but, but I knew that. I got myself in a really bad place. I was a fraud as a Christian, literally hanging by a thread. Could go either direction. There was a guy in our church at the time. Uh, he actually was a pastor uh, that we sent out of here. He's a man by the name of Darren Billings. He walked up to me as just a little kid. He walked up to me and he said, hey man of God, how you doing? It was a little bit haunting because I knew I wasn't a man of God and like, like uh, that didn't describe me at all. But something about those words sparked something inside of me. That he was speaking prophetically into my life and I needed that. I needed those simple words. And you never, you never, you never really understand or never be able to really kind of tell the, the, the difference that you can make in someone's life just by a word of encouragement. See, I never would have heard those words. They never would have pushed me to, to become what I've become to this point in my life if, if Darren Billings didn't say in community, Hey, man of God. Hey, man of God. I remember when I was 30 years old. I just turned 30. And I was actually, I was actually kind of freaking out. And I know that sounds super weird, but I felt really old. And the reason I felt old at 30 is because I was the youth pastor. And I had kind of created my whole, my whole identity based on the fact that I was, I was a youth pastor. And I was, I was actually pretty good at it. And um, not only was I the youth pastor of this church, but also led a, a youth ministry um, of, of, of young people from all over, you know, basically Southern California, Arizona, really around, around the nation. And we did conferences every year and there'd be a, over a thousand kids that would show up. And so this would be kind of like who I was. I was kind of known as, as the youth guy. And I got to my thirties, Jordan's, Jordan's kind of getting close to become, going into junior high. And I'm thinking, wait a second, like he's gonna be in my youth group. That's not gonna work, you know, that, I, I don't know if I can do that. And I remember feeling old and not knowing what was gonna be next for me. And it was about that time that a guy came on staff at our church, a guy by the name of Ted Ryback. Many of you know Ted, he's our, he, he's our, our campus pastor over there at our North Campus in Fullerton. But Ted came on staff and he became a, a massive encouragement to me. He was older than I was. He's, he's, you know, he was 40, I think he was 43 at the time. He was 13 years older than I was. And, and um, you know, he came on staff and he had more experience than I did. He, he knew more than I did. He could kick my butt, like he's super strong. And, um, but what he did do is he allowed me to lead him. He allowed me to lead him. He, he, he would challenge my authority. On, on occasion, he would challenge my immaturity on occasion, but he also submitted under my leadership, which was a gift to me. He, he didn't have to do that. It was actually a strange position to me, but God sent Ted into my life because he knew I was gonna have to learn to lead grown men. I was used to leading teenagers, and God knew I was gonna have to learn to, to lead grown men, and so he brought Ted, a, a man that was more experienced than I was, to, to help me Learn how to do that. I mean, this has happened over and over and over. I could, go, I could tell story after story after story of how God has strengthened my life, how, how God has, 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 has caused that third strand, that relationship with others 
to cause my life and allow me to become unbreakable. More recently, Carrie was diagnosed with breast cancer. And when she was diagnosed with breast cancer, we didn't know what to do. We didn't, have, we didn't, have, we didn't even know anybody that had gone through this. We, 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 none of our, nobody in our family, we had no idea what to do. Talk about hanging by a thread. That's what, that's what we were. And there's a couple that was our age. We'd known them, just acquaintances. Carrie had taken their pictures, their family pictures, because she was taking, doing photography at the time, and, and uh, uh, their parents had uh, you know, allowed us to use a little vacation spot. And, and uh, so we just kind of knew them as acquaintances. But, but they had already entered into the same season that we had. They had, they, they had been diagnosed with breast cancer in their family about two months ahead of us. And I remember we received a call from them out of the blue, hey, we wanna get together, wanna, wanna take you guys out to dinner and, and just kinda you know, fellowship with you. And it's Alfred and Anissa Pigmentel and they're here today, which is awesome. I didn't, I didn't know they were gonna be here, but, but they sat there across, we sat there at Cheesecake Factory and they brought a goodie bag of all these little essentials that, we, that Carrie was gonna need, that they'd already experienced, things to help us through that entire process. And, and, and it, was, it was such an encouragement and it happens in community. There's another friend of mine, a guy by the name of Lawrence Lopez. Right about the same time, if you know Lawrence, some of you know him, he's, he owns a, a, an audiovisual company called Techno Event Partners. He actually helped me for 20 years do the Elevate Conference when we did these massive events. He's always done the, 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 the audio and the visual and the LED walls and all that for us. And um, you know, Carrie gets diagnosed with, with cancer, but on our calendar, in literally weeks, is this massive conference that we have to do, and then followed up by a trip that I'd already planned to go to Ghana. It was like so much pressure trying to figure out, well, I gotta, I gotta fundraise for this conference, I gotta, I gotta collect all the money, all these kids, this is crazy, and then I gotta go to Ghana, I can't leave my wife, she's, she's gonna be going through chemotherapy, she's gonna, she's gonna be having surgery, and I remember Lawrence called me up and he's like, man, I know you're under a lot of pressure, I don't know, I can't really, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, but if there, you know, you know can, can, I wanna help you, what can I do? And I just told him a dollar amount. I just told him a dollar amount and he pulled out a checkbook and wrote a check for what, what I needed to kind of relieve the pressure. And he said, hey, don't worry about the conference. I'm gonna take care of that. You don't have to worry, don't even worry, don't stress about all the invoices and all the things, don't even worry about it. I got you, I got you. You see, that's what God does in community. I mean, times when you feel like you're hanging by a thread, you don't really know what to do. That's when, that's when God shows up. I remember Carrie and I, we, years back, we, we, had, we had been in a relationship, had some very, very close friends. And, and anytime you're, how many you know people can let you down sometimes? And we had gone through a very tough time relationally where very close friends of ours just basically, you know, kinda, kinda well, we just kinda got stabbed in the back. And we had got to the place where like, man, I, I don't even know if we'll be able to trust again. I don't, I don't know, you know, if we're ever gonna have close relationships like that ever again. And we had talked about that and we had felt that and there was a, a sting and hurt that we had, we had in our hearts. And it was about that time we got, a, we got a letter on Facebook Messenger from a lady, honestly, I've never met, never had a conversation with, but she had heard me preach at a, at a conference or something. And she had a dream about Carrie and I. And the dream said that, she, she said that I'm gonna send you people that you know, they're gonna come from places you know, and they're gonna enter your, I'm sending them to you to help you. Don't be afraid. And that's what we were, we were afraid at the time to ever be able to trust again, be able to have those types of relationships. And honestly, the next, the next Sunday, Joe, Joe, 
Joe walked into our church, Joe Manchaka walked into our church. He sat in the back row with his son. And uh, we, went out to, we went out to lunch the next weekend and he said, man, I've been backslidden for 22 years. I wanna come back to Christ. He brought his wife, Eloise, and their family to our church, a beautiful family to our church. They become friends, friends like family to Carrie and I at a time when we desperately need a relationship and we needed healing. That's what we needed and God brought them. Not so long after that, all of a sudden, Bryn and Cindy decided to move cross country. People that we had known, acquaintances of ours, similar stories to ours. Cindy grew up on the mission field, as did Carrie. Bryn's dad is a pastor, as is mine. We kind of, kind of understand some of the things that happen in church ministry and church leadership and all of that stuff. And they, they decided to move cross country. We ended up at, you know, at eating lunch one day, just having this four hour conversation and just kind of instant connection, instant friendship, instant camaraderie, instant, all of a sudden we've, and God's just brought friends that we needed. He's brought camaraderie and co-laborers. This all happens in community. This is what, this is what, this is how it works. It doesn't just work in my life, it works in all of our lives, it's how it works. Most recently, you guys know Mariana and her lovely daughters, Cecibel and Chloe. I mean, they're precious members of our church. They had a fire that just devastated their house. They lost their personal belongings. They, 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 they had to find a place and move out. And, I mean, you know, they, they weren't crying for help. They didn't even tell anybody what happened. But we caught wind of it and said, hey man, we wanna be a part, this is a community. We're here for each other. And so we received a special offering and many of you gave to help Mariana and that family get resettled and, and find a new place to live. And, and that's what a family does. We come together, that's what community does. Something like that would break people. If you're alone and you go through something like that, it's easily just to break under that. But that's not, what God, that's, not, that's not how God is. God says, I'm gonna have a relationship with you. I'm gonna show you who you really are. And then I'm gonna connect you to people that are gonna be with you and they're gonna see you through and they're gonna help you through the hard times of life. And I wanna tell you something, if you wanna be unbreakable, you need this. You need all three strands. So the question is today is how's your relationship with God? Maybe today your relationship with God isn't what it needs to be. Maybe, you're, you, maybe you've, you've, you've fallen away from the Lord, or you've walked away from God. I wanna challenge you and encourage you this morning. Come back to God. Come back to God, He loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to know you intimately. And maybe, maybe at one point you were living for God and serving Him with all of your heart. Or maybe you're here and you're like, man, I've never had a relationship with God. Today, God wants to meet you. He wants to know you. He wants, he wants, to, he wants to have a relationship with you. Change your life if that's you in this room, all over this place. I just ask you, just raise your hand. Say, you know what? I want to know God. I want to know God. If that's you, anyone at all, would you just simply raise your hand all over the side to side, front to back, really quick. I see that hand all the way in the back. Amen. Is there anyone else? You join this one honest gentleman. You say, you know, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to know God. If that's you, all over this room, just lift your hand up. Lift your hand up and I'll see it. Did you mean that? Did you mean that? Come down here. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Come on down here. Yeah, come on. Come on down here. We'll pray with you. Come on. All right. It's all right. Stay right there. Stay right there. We're going to pray with you right now. Come on. We're going to pray. Can we all pray together with him? Say, Lord Jesus, I want to have a relationship with you. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you shed your blood so that I could be forgiven, so that I could be set free. I ask you to come inside of my heart, change me. I make a decision that from this day forward, I'm gonna live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.
See, when you connect with God, the very next thing that God does is he shows you who you are. He identifies you, he shows you who you are. Some of us, we, 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 we live our lives trying so hard to not be who we are. Trying to be someone else, trying to live up to, to what we think everyone wants. I wanna tell you something, I wanna just give you the opportunity just to relax and be the person God created you to be. If that's you in this place, I just wanna pray for you right now, God in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that there would be a release that we would feel today Lord, that we could be who you've created us to be, that we could live, Lord God, in, in, in at peace with ourselves, Lord, that we could be diverse in our own way of thinking, our own personality and the giftings and the passions that you've placed inside of us. Lord, I pray that you would begin to draw them out of us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that when we connect to you, you, you show us who we are. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. amen. Can we worship the Lord? Maybe we can just stand up all over this room. Just, just worship the Lord for a second. Thank you, Lord. Sing this out to the Lord. If you want my heart, I won't second guess. Cause I need your love more than anything. I'm in, I'm yours. Your love's too good to leave me. Oh, sing it to the Lord. Your love's so good. Thank you, Lord. transpired and and so here's the thing when you come and you insert yourself into those environments the same thing will happen to you you're gonna find a Darren you're gonna find a Ted you're gonna find you're gonna find people that are gonna come alongside of you you're gonna find an Alfred and Anissa you're you're gonna find a Lawrence it's gonna come alongside of you and here's here's the great thing about God look at this Matthew 10 says this freely you've received freely give freely give so, so you came to find help guess what you're gonna bring help all right you, you came to find freedom guess what you're gonna bring freedom like that God's gonna there's a mission there's an assignment that God has for, there's a mandate on your life do you know that there's a mandate on your life and you're gonna do something incredible for God God's gonna use you in indescribable ways and, and it only happens when you get those three chords working it's that God thread that, 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 that connection that you make to yourself. God identifies who you are, and then you make those connections to other people. And here's the truth. This message, if it's the last message or the only message you ever hear, you're gonna be all right. I'm telling you, if, if you can just understand this, 
you're gonna make it. You're not gonna break. You're not gonna break in the storms of life when you're connected to God and you know who you are and he's placed you in community. That's how it works. And that's why we're starting e-groups starting in March. That's why. Because we're, we're, we're trying, we're breaking out all, we're, I mean, we're breaking all the rules because we know how important relationships are for you. And so I wanna share with you some of the groups that are happening and you can find these groups right on the front page of your app. If you open up the Elevate Ministries app and you tap that, that e-groups, which is right front and center, You'll see every group that I'm gonna, I'm gonna name right now. I'm gonna kind of go through them fast. But I'm, I'm gonna challenge you. If you see one of those groups, you say, you know what, I could go on a Thursday there. I, I, I live close to there. Tap onto that, that particular group and sign up. And, and what will happen is register to be a part of that group. The leader will get a hold of you. They'll talk to you. They'll tell you all the information. But, but I, I wanna encourage you. I know it's hard to break out of a pattern but I'm challenging you. You say, oh, I don't really need that. You need it. You desperately need it. You don't know how much you need relationship with others. So let me just kind of run through some of these groups. Is that okay? Is that cool? Are you ready to hear about all the great, exciting things happening in our church? All right, good. All right. So, so, so we have with us Luis and April. I, they were just right here. I just saw them. Huh? Oh, actually, they're teaching the kids. That's right. Luis and April are starting uh, a home group in their home the second and fourth Fridays of every month. That's an amazing home group. I, I just highlight they're amazing people. If that if that time frame works for you, you should you should join that group. Ray and Rosie, raise our raise raise right here on our acoustic guitar. Rosie's right here. They're joining forces with Danny and Nimi. Nimi's sitting right over here. They, they're they're doing a they're doing a a, a small group called called. Um, break bread and breakthrough, all right? So what they're gonna do is they're gonna focus on eating because they like to eat. And so you say, man, I like to eat. That's, a, that's, a, that's one you wanna get. That's gonna be happening on Friday nights. Uh, Danny and Zio, right over here. Danny is right here. His wife, Zio, uh, they're gonna be meeting with, at Betty and Alex's home. They're gonna Bible study. Alex and Betty are opening their home. Uh, they're having a Bible study. That's gonna happen every Friday night. If you live in the Whittier area, Mark and Eileen, uh, who are partying right now, uh, they're hosting a Bible study in Whittier every Sunday night. And so basically it's after church uh, in the evening, they're gonna gather together at their home. That's gonna be amazing. Rachel Lindbergh, how many love Rachel? Rachel is opening a Bible study in her home. And uh, this is for anyone that wants to go, a Bible study in your home on Thursday nights at, at 7 p.m. Eddie and Jacqueline, Ed, Jacqueline's right back here. Eddie, Eddie and Jacqueline, uh, they're joining forces with Ricky and Lauren. Lauren, Lauren and Ricky are right back over here. And uh, they're gonna kind of rotate houses every other Friday. They're gonna be getting together. They have kids. And so that's, that's that, that, that you're saying, well, I have, I have young kids. I don't know where I would go. That'd be a great spot for you. At the same time, Scott and Kristen are, are joining voice, force, voices, forces with uh, Johnny and Jen. And they're, they're kind of doing the same exact thing. It's a family-friendly gathering uh, that's happening, on, that's a rotating uh, every other Friday Bible study. Um, the fierce women of God has never stopped. They just kept going. And I asked them, are you guys gonna keep doing it? And they're like, we're never stopping. This is for eternity. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, we meet every other Friday at the Earth Cafe, am I right? The Earth Cafe, they meet, they meet, and it's just women. I call them Fwog, Fwog, because that's how the fierce women of God, Fwog, every other Friday. Um, my wife, Carrie, uh, she's doing a, 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 a book study on this book. Uh, it's called Elijah by Priscilla Schreiber. That, I, I can't say the lady's name. It's really hard to say her name, but um, she's an amazing author. Carrie's kind of put, put this book together. So you'd have to purchase this book 
And this, this, this study starts on April 7th, uh, the 10th, I mean, Saturday, April 10th. So it gives you time to get that book, kind of read that first portion of it. And then every week following, Saturdays at 9.30, women are gonna gather around at my house, uh, actually Carrie's house, and, uh, and, and talk about that book. Um, I'm really excited about this one. You got Beatrice and Verley and Cindy Fuentes. They're putting together a women's Bible study. It's a women's fellowship. That's gonna happen every other Friday night. Uh, just if, you're, if you wanna get together with other women, that's an that's a excellent group of ladies to connect with. Saturday morning prayer is, is a small group. Saturday morning prayer at 8 a.m. We, we meet together in person in the sanctuary. And yes, you can watch it online, but it's always better in person. I'm telling you, Saturday morning prayer is a small group that you could be a part of. You can get together and pray with other people. That happens every Saturday right here in the sanctuary at 8 o'clock. And the last, the last group is a virtual group. It's, it's, it's my Bible da daily it's my Bible reading plan. It happens every day. And uh, it's a community of people where we read the Bible together. We're on the same page. We're going through it together. That's a virtual thing that happens every day, but it's something that you can be a part of. These small groups are an amazing opportunity that's beckoning you to get involved and to make relationships. And I promise you, when you do, you'll never regret it. You'll never regret relationships. That's it. God wants to put great people in your life, and this is one of the ways that, we, that you can find those people is by joining a small group. I encourage you, open up that app, maybe log in. Uh, you may be approached, hey, I'd love to have you come out. Listen, take, take, a, take a step of faith. Step out a little bit. Throw yourself out there and see what God won't do. Does that sound like a good plan? Sound like a good plan? Man, I'm so grateful. Lord, we lift up these, these, these e-groups before you. Lord, thankful for all of, the, all of the, the leaders that have stepped out to say, you know what, I'm going to teach a small group. I'm going to lead a small group. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have conversation around the Word of God. I pray, Lord, as these gatherings begin to happen over the next several months, Lord, that, that, that you just breathe upon them. Lord, that you create community and lasting relationships and friendships that we so desperately need. Lord, we understand that, that a three-stranded cord is not easily broken, so we connect to you. And Lord, when we connect to you, you show who we are. And Lord, and you connect us into a community of people, Lord, and we thank you that in that, in that scenario, Lord, we're not easily broken. Lord, that we can withstand, Lord, any storm, any trial, any circumstance. So we make that our decision this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This Wednesday night, 7 p.m., don't forget, this Wednesday night is first Wednesday. We're going to gather together. Victor Dandridge is going to preach the word. We're going to have a great time. Thanks for being here this morning. God bless you guys. Have a tremendous week. We love you. God bless.